Father, thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you for your presence that is here. Thank you for being our God, our King, the Lord God who knows everything, who sees everything, who understands, who answers. And thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We thank you that you are here, right here, with us in our midst. And I praise you for all that you've done. I praise you for all that you're going to do. We thank you, Lord. 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 You're the Ancient of Days. You send the snow from the storehouse. You bring the lightning with the rain. You bring the wind from its storehouse. I thank you, Father. You have the power over everything, and you're the creator of everything. You sustain. You destroy. You make things new. Who can stand before you? Oh, Lord God Almighty, we praise you. 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 The heavens declare the glory of God. The firmament, they show his handiwork. Along with the heavens, along with the nature, along with the saints, along with the angels of God, we worship you, Lord. We praise you for all that you've done and for all that you're going to do. We thank you. I pray that you will cover the word that you've just given with your precious blood. And I pray that you will cause this word to penetrate deep into the hearts of your people. And whatever you've intended, Lord, to accomplish, may that be accomplished through the power of the Holy Spirit. It is our. I come against all the forces of darkness, every demonic spirit that is warring against your people from receiving what you have for them. I bind them. Bind all those unclean spirits in Jesus' name. Take victory in Jesus' name. And thank you, Father, for your unfailing love. And thank you for your everlasting kindness. I pray that the hand of the living God continue to do a mighty work in and through the lives of your people. For this I ask in Jesus' name. Give us eyes to see, ears to hear, minds to understand, and hearts to obey, so that we can be doers of your word and not hearers only, bringing forth much fruit to the praise and glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. To him be glory in the church, both now and forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. We're going to turn our Bibles to Psalm 67. Psalm 67. And I'm going to read... Psalm 67, and I'm going to read from verse 1. Psalm 67. Psalm 67, verse 1 onwards. God be merciful to us and bless us, and cause his face to shine upon us. Selah. That your way may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. Let the peoples praise you. 
O God, let all the peoples praise you. O let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you shall judge the people righteously and govern the nations on earth. Selah. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Then the earth shall yield her increase. God, our own God, shall bless us. God shall bless us, and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. Praise be to God. God, our own God, shall bless us. God, our own God, shall bless us. Because of his blessings, the people who see us, even people who don't know us, who hear about what God has done for us, will fear our living God, will give glory to God Almighty. What does the blessing of the Lord do to God's people? It not only prospers them, but it places them in a place where others see the work of God and they will fear Him. They will give glory to Him. And God places His people in places of elevation. It will cause all the people who are around them and people who don't even know them far away who come to hear as to what God has done for His people and they will fear Him. That's what happened to Rahab in Jericho. She heard about what God did to the Egyptians. She heard what God did to the heathen, mighty heathen king, Sihon and Og. And he and she saw the power of God that God revealed or displayed to the people of Israel by subduing the powerful nations and rulers. How did she see? She saw it through the information she heard far away, far away, from far away places people carried and they told her it did something to her when she heard it all of a sudden it was as if she was there as if she felt everything all of a sudden she got the understanding that this God the God of the Israelites is the living God he's the God of the heavens and the earth and the fear of the Lord fell upon her what did that do? What did the fear of the Lord do? Imparted faith into her. She said, I want to make this God to be my God too. Because I don't want to perish with the rest of the people. And so, the blessings that God blesses his people with, it does two things. It brings prosperity to God's people and causes God's people to draw closer to the Lord and also causes the people who hear and witness 
the blessings of the Lord upon His people and will cause them to fear our living God and glorify Him as they ought to. I want to take you to another scripture in the same passage where the Spirit of the Lord through the psalmist records here. When God will bless His people? When will God bless His people? With the people that will be blessed by God. What creates an atmosphere for the Lord to bless? Verse 5. The people praise God. Let all the people praise our living God. The praises to our Almighty God bring the blessings to His people. Praises to the Almighty God releases dispatches heavenly blessings upon God's people. When can a person praise God? A person praises God when they receive something. Many people, the moment they get something, that they get very excited and they are so happy and their worship is very high and and they they glorify God and they're all happy. It's good. But when, when does the praise of God's people really move God to do something? When the people of God are in a difficult situation, when they praise Him, even when they can't see anything in front of them, when they see everything opposite to them, the people who praise God and the people who know God, they are the people who know God, who are people of faith. People of faith are people who know God. The people who know God are the people who praise Him at all times. At all times. These are people, when they get hurt, they'll praise God. When they get blessed, they'll praise God, like Job. When everything is taken away from them, they will praise God. Because they know, as Job said, I know my belief. I know my Redeemer lives. They know who their God is. They cannot be without praising Him. Because they know who He is. The people who praise God in the midst of adverse circumstances, by their praises, they will welcome, they will create, create an atmosphere the Lord to pour out His blessings upon them. That's why the psalmist says through the Spirit of God, let the peoples praise you, God. Let all the peoples praise you. Oh, let the nations be glad and sing for joy. We praise and we worship and we sing. Sing with joy. Not just when we get everything and we are happy. 
when they don't have anything. We're going through a difficult time. It is at that moment when a person praises God, it rises to God's throne as a sweet-smelling aroma to God, sacrifice to God, because it comes out of our heart that loves Him. It comes out of a heart that trusts Him. It comes out of a heart that fears Him. It comes out of a heart that knows Him. Everything can go wrong everywhere, but a person who believes in the Lord will be secure knowing that God is there for me. Therefore, I shall not be moved. God shall help at the break of dawn. That means, that is the point of time. Therefore, I'm not going to be shaken. Therefore, I will not be shaken. Oh, let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you shall judge the people righteously and govern the nations on earth. Verse 4. Verse 3. Verse 5. It all talks about praising God. Praising God. Praising God. Praising God. Praising God. And the praises must come from a nation that is righteous before God. From people who are righteous before God. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Without cleansing our mouths and cleansing our hearts and cleansing our minds, we cannot praise Him. It will rise up to God as a stench to God. Just like how if you don't brush your teeth and oh, with such a bad breath you go close to somebody and say hello, you're not going to make them happy. You're going to make that person want to move away from you. No matter how much you say, I love you, the person will say, if you really love me, go brush your teeth first. That's what God tells His people. Don't simply say, I love you, I love you, you know how much I love you, Lord. When your mouth has not been cleansed. You need to brush your teeth every day. You can't say, well, I brushed my teeth last week. Once a week I brush my teeth, that's how I am. But I'll go around showing my love by greeting everybody with that breath. Nobody will want such a greeting. It's offensive. It's actually offensive. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. As God's Word says, we need to cleanse our hearts, cleanse our mouths, cleanse our hands, we have to lift our hands up, those hands need to be cleansed. If we have to worship God, our mouth needs to be cleansed. Our heart needs to be cleansed. Our minds need to be cleansed. Then, let the people praise you, O God. Let all the people praise you. Then, at that point, the earth shall yield her increase. What happens? The blessing that comes from God from above is causing the earth to yield her increase. And who will bless us? God Himself will bless us. He will bless us, and because of that, all the ends of the earth will fear Him.
when God blesses a person, it will cause others to glorify the Savior. And a blessing is not from God. It will cause the person to become haughty. It will cause the person to... It will cause other people to become haughty. Because it's all about things. It's all about fame. It's all about me. When God blesses us, it's important for us to be humble. Many times God can bless us. We can get very proud. We can think, think that we're something that we're not. When God has blessed us, we should never highly think about ourselves. We need to humble ourselves and say, Lord, whatever you've given is from your hands. I'm nothing. I can do nothing apart from your grace, which is the truth. What I have is from you. I can't even keep what you've given to me, Lord, unless you keep it in your hands. Every blessing that God has given to us, God has to keep it. He is the giver and He is the sustainer of those blessings. So when people get the blessings from God and all of a sudden they think, they're, well, I achieved it. And I, you can take this and just run with it. It doesn't work that way because it's the blesser who sustains the blessings. We need to be humble. Whatever God has blessed us with, we need to know. It's all because of Him. It's all because of what He has done that where we are, we have been blessed. When we stay humble, God's blessing will increase more and more and more. And all the ends of the earth shall hear of it and they will fear the living God. The focus of the people when they see the blessings should be on the blesser. What God has done for them. Look what God has done for them. This is the God of the heavens and the God of the earth. That's what happened to the people in Babylon, when they saw that God was with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire, from the king to the people who saw him, the fear of the Lord gripped their hearts. They said, this is the God of all God, the king of all kings. And the entire Babylon must worship this God. The decree was sent. A similar thing happened when Daniel was delivered from the lion's den. And people saw this miracle. It showed them the power of the Almighty God. And all the people feared the God of Daniel. God elevated Daniel and his platform became a place where God's glory spread everywhere. Because he is the one who elevates he is the one who blessed us at all the ends of the earth. Hear him because of what God has done for us and will do for us. It's a promise that God is speaking to our hearts that we must remember. Only the humble, God will lift. Only those that trust him, God will provide.
Only those who seek Him with all their heart, God will reveal Himself to them. God is looking for those who are humble, whose hearts are loyal towards Him, who seek Him with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength. I want to take you to one more passage this morning before we conclude for this morning. Let's go to the book of Acts. Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16. And I'm going to read from verse 16 onwards. Acts chapter 16, from verse 16 onwards. Now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us who brought her masters much profit by fortune telling. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And this she did for many days. I want to stop right here for a moment before we proceed as the Holy Spirit wants me to. In this passage we are seeing something taking place. Where a girl who was demon possessed with a demonic power she was going after the great apostle, Apostle Paul. And she was being where Apostle Paul was while he was ministering and, and crying out, making this loud announcement. These men are the servants of the Most High God. She didn't stop there. She said, who proclaimed to us the way of salvation. Think about this. Think about this. The devil making this big announcement advertising for Paul's ministry. How can the devil be used to advance God's kingdom? Can it happen? No. No. This is where God's word says, Satan transforms himself into an angel of light. Satan, if possible, he wants to deceive the elect. What did he do here? He took this woman who was possessed, this girl who was possessed, and what is he trying to do? He's trying to use her to say something true, to set her up so that people can look up to her while Apostle Paul is ministering and also to deceive the servant of God over there with all the drama over there all these servants are the servants of the most high God and they are, they are the ones who are showing us the way of salvation basically she's saying what he's saying is true listen to him Apostle Paul was a man of God a great apostle who had received many revelations 
from the Almighty God. But God allowed him to not say anything for many days. That doesn't mean that she was filled with the Holy Spirit. No, that doesn't mean Apostle Paul didn't know what she was doing. No. God had his time. Many times in our lives, God, though he reveals things to his servants, he waits for his time. Doesn't take action. Suddenly, he takes action. So one can say, what? Apostle Paul didn't know all this time? Apostle Paul had revelation and he, he was prophesying and everything. How come he didn't know what spirit this girl had? How come Apostle Paul didn't say anything? Probably Apostle Paul doesn't know. We know better than Apostle Paul. There are people who think like that. Many days, this demon-possessed girl put on a show, deceptive white serpent, deceptive white serpent, having the form of godliness, full of demonic spirits. What was she saying here? Oh, they are proclaiming to us the way of salvation. Ah, somebody who looks at her, they'll say, well, give her the microphone. Give her the microphone. Let her say some more. Because she already had a following. She'll gather more people. Give her the microphone. Let her do the introduction for Apostle Paul so she can gather a big crowd. More people can come and listen. Apostle Paul didn't do that. Nor did he cast out the evil spirit the first day itself. He didn't do that. There's a reason for him to not do that. God's work that was happening, he didn't want it to be hindered. So he tolerated it for many days because the Lord told him, just wait for my time. There are times when God will tell his servants, just hold off. Though so you see things, just hold off. Out of God's love, out of God's love for the people there and for this woman, suddenly the Spirit of God caused Apostle Paul to command this evil spirit to come at us this girl it's God's time he didn't do this for many days many days he let it happen suddenly the spirit of God got angry within Paul against the evil spirit that was working and speaking through this demon-possessed girl. And the devil was thinking, she was thinking, the devil, that, oh, Paul doesn't know. Paul doesn't know. Wait till I gather all these people and then see what I'm going to do. I'm going to swipe them all away. But the Spirit of God in Apostle Paul is greater than the demonic spirits that were in this girl. At the opportune time, 
God's time. God had this great man of God to command the evil spirits to come at us, this God. And whatever demon was there, it came out during that time. Once it was gone, she was different. She could not speak like how she spoke. Her behavior changed. She was different. The masters, her masters saw that. Who were her masters? All who were filled with the devil. They were using her. They all saw that, oh boy, now she's in her right mind. We can't use her anymore. They call they they got angry at Apostle Paul and Silas who was ministering with Apostle Paul. We have to understand when God does something he has his reasons and they're always wise. Wisdom of God revealed through his servants. Sometimes he will allow things to continue because it's not time yet. It's not time yet. Well, when the time comes, all of a sudden, the demon is exposed. And the evil spirit that was disturbing was removed. All of a sudden, that white serpent was exposed and expelled. And because of what they did, because of what Apostle Paul did, they were dragged to the authorities. They were dragged into the marketplace of the authorities. Imagine if he would have done this the first day itself, what would have happened? The ministry wouldn't have continued. So in order for God's work to take place and for people to hear the word and for the Lord to do his work, he let the devil run loose for some time. Until that work was accomplished in that place during that time. Then he had Apostle Paul to cast out that demon, expose that demon and cast out. As a result of that, Satan got even more mad. So while I try to destroy you by praising you, I try to destroy your ministry by speaking for you so that I can deceive the people. But now you exposed me. Look what I'm going to do. The wrap of the enemy against Apostle Paul. Stir up the people to cause more trouble. It's not at all. Okay. Thank God. This demon is expelled. Now Apostle Paul can do more ministry here. No. There's a war zone. It's a war zone. Anytime God does something and we get the victory, Satan will throw his fiery darts. We have to understand. It's a war zone. 
We may think that, oh, we got a victory now, so now we can just sit down and relax. No, we're in a war zone. And we will attack again. But God's people always win. So our eyes should not be on, oh, attack again, attack again, attack again. Oh, we need to have the heart of a brave soldier. There was this mighty warrior during David's lifetime that God has recorded in the Bible. It says, he fought until the sword stuck to his hand. He fought until the sword stuck to his hand. The Bible describes that. He did not stop. But how many opponents he had, he did not stop. He overcame. He brought them all down. And he didn't say, that. well, my hand is hurting now. I'm sick and tired. No. Because he persevered, his name and what he did is recorded in the book of all books, God's Word. We as God's people should be like that. Not be faint-hearted, weak-minded, getting discouraged every single time. High, low, high, low, 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 high, high, low. Low, 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 high. High, low, 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 low. Then need a big push and then high, 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 low, low, low. This is not the Christian walk that Jesus has kept for his people and this is not why Jesus died on the cross. We as God's people are called to be mighty warriors. Through him who loved us and gave himself for us, God has called us to be more than conquerors. He's given the title and the place to fight from and to prove to be worthy of that title. Paul was one such. No matter what happens, he will still continue to fight. The enemy got mad. Now the devil was gone in one place and the devil became furious in the other place. Was bothering Paul before now. That was gone and then it's bothering Paul in a different way. Now with opposition. Verse 20. And they brought them to the magistrates and said, These men, being Jews, exceedingly trouble our city. What happened? From saying that, Oh, these men are the servants of the Most High God. They proclaim the way of salvation to how did it switch? Bad. Really bad. Troublesome. Very troublesome. They, even, they shouldn't even be here. What are they teaching? They teach customs which are not lawful for us, being Romans, to receive or observe. Look how it switched. From, oh, they show the way of God, too. Oh, they're teaching corrupt things. Bad. Very bad. They can't be here. Satan will try to cause people to fall by hyping them up. If they don't fall for it, they will, he will try to see if you will fall by giving you trouble. 
But a soldier will not fall for anything. A soldier is a soldier who will fight. There's a song that God gave to me. It goes, I'll fight to the very end, for I'm a warrior. You made me a warrior. You made me a warrior. Because you made me a warrior, I will fight. I'll fight to the very end. Whether Satan uses people to come and appreciate and try to distract and try to say all kinds of things. It's all words of Satan speaking through people who have given themselves over to the evil spirit. And when you don't fall for it, you expose it, you shut it down, he uses some other way, which is the opposite way of appreciation. Now let's tear this person down. Let's give some mean looks and let's tear this person down. This is not working, so let me do this. Who's that? The devil. Not God. Definitely not the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is not a spirit of contention, not a spirit of wrath, not a spirit of bitterness, not a spirit of anger. So what did the enemy do? He tried some other way, which was opposite to the first way. From saying, oh, these are the servants of the Most High God and then I listen to them. They show us the way of God too. Exceedingly troublesome. Don't listen to them. They're teaching all wrong things. Then the multitude rose up together against them and the magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. Do you really want to follow Jesus? You should be ready to get beaten. If you suffer with him, you will reign with him. And people are very happy. Bless me, Lord. Bless me, Lord. Bless me, Lord. A little bit of persecution. A little bit of starvation. A little bit of hunger. A little bit of thirst. A little bit of lack. Immediately, face becomes small. Hand goes down. You can't worship God. And all of a sudden, there's no God in their lives. Where is the living God? Where is your God? All of a sudden, everything changes completely to the opposite that no one be like that God's people should not be like that that's the story of the children of Israel they all beat the tambourine and sing while crossing through the Red Sea after they come there God says in his word in order to test them on purpose God allowed them to hunger God allowed them to thirst. Why? He wanted to test them to see what was in their hearts. Guess what came out? Complaining and murmuring. So what happened to all their singing? What happened to all their dancing? What happened to all their praising? Well, when it was tested, it failed. Let it not be said of anyone in our church. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. God reveals what spirit works to his servants. 
Just because they don't say anything doesn't mean that they don't know. God operates according to His means and method that will not disrupt His work and will give glory to God in, in His time. He takes care of what needs to be taken care of. So that there's no damage to the kingdom of God. However, the enemy will rage against God's people. The enemy will rage against his servants. The enemy will pile up his assaults against those who are faithful to God. Doesn't mean that, oh now, this is too much, I can't serve God. No. No. It is in the wilderness our love for Him is tested. It is in the wilderness our faith in God is tested. It is in the wilderness. What did He do testing them? He tested them. He allowed them to go hungry. He allowed them to go thirsty. To test what was in their heart. And why? And it shows them that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. What's he doing? He's testing them and he's giving them what food? Not bread. Angel's food. Heavenly bread. What did God give them after the test? Supernatural experience. Supernatural food. God will never hurt us. God will never do that for us. God will always do that which is good for us. Every test that God takes us through is for the glory of God and for our benefit. And don't be afraid to be tested. Don't fail when you're tested. Don't be afraid to get beatings. Don't shrink from trouble. The same joy you have when you receive the blessings from God. You should be like Job. When you go through difficult times, still praise Him. Still praise Him. After they beat them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Now, even the opportunity they had to preach was gone. Think about that. Well, some people can say, well, if they are really doing God's work, then God should have expanded their ministry. And look at that. Now they're in prison. They can't even preach now. They can't do the ministry like before. Look at that. They are bound themselves. How is the ministry going to take place? Where is God? Maybe Paul needs somebody to come and pray over them to bring them out of prison. Oh, look at this guy who was with Paul. Oh my goodness. What a pity. He trusted in this so-called apostle. And look what happened to him. He also got beaten. And he is also in prison. Well, Paul, should have had some common sense. You shouldn't have done this. Your ministry was really going well. What did the woman do? She didn't do anything to bring the ministry down. She was actually helping the ministry. 
all these things who will say people who don't have any relationship with God who walk in the flesh will speak those who are really doing God's work every time they truly serve God they'll be met with severe opposition this is real ministry I'm not talking about hype and uh, drama that goes on in most churches especially in the West and now it's in the East too sadly real ministry is the more deliverance takes place someone gets delivered guess what those who delivered them get beaten get persecuted Satan goes after them Satan goes after those who are with them he goes after their family what happens the minister and those with them both thrown in prison well ministry is God's whomever God wants Paul to minister to God will take care of that God will place them there prison for Paul was part of the plan prison was part of the plan of God prison was part of the ministry plan of God for Paul every time we minister and every time we get beaten and every time we're thrown in prison something marvelous comes out of that that is the truth because there's no defeat to those who walk in the path of the cross so what happens what happens they beat them with many beatings many stripes imagine that an apostle of God getting beaten the man who had power to bring out that evil spirit is being beaten no angel came and delivered him thrown into the prison another human being there supposedly having more power over Paul more power than Paul has power over Paul now watching Paul and Silas making sure they're there what else happened not only that let's read verse 24 having received such a charge he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks may God speak to our hearts today if we look for easy Christianity if we look for Christianity that has a bed of roses if you look for a Christianity that Jesus gives, Jesus gives, Jesus gives, Jesus gives, Jesus gives, Jesus does give we need to have character we as God's people should have character, godly character to be warriors in the kingdom of God he was thrown into inner prison for what? for delivering that woman he was thrown into inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks Apostle Paul how are you going to do ministry? oh my goodness we can't do anything right now look at you poor poor Apostle Paul look at Silas 
I wish Silas was not with Apostle Paul, that he was doing ministry somewhere else. Maybe he could have evangelized more people. Now look at him with Apostle Paul. Now he is also in prison. People can say all kinds of things. But it was God's will for Silas to be with Apostle Paul. And to suffer with Apostle Paul. Because he was in the will of God. Understand this. God's people are warriors. Should have the courage that comes from God. Be brave at heart. Not shrink from suffering. We as God's people should not shrink from suffering. We as God's people should be willing to take whatever comes our way. If we want to see God enlargen our territory through the power of the Holy Spirit so that we can gain more ground for eternity for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Those feet that are in stocks while in stocks will accomplish great things without walking anywhere. Remember that. Remember that. If God confines His servants for a season greater things will be accomplished during their confinement. It's the word from the living God. There's the word from the living God. Yes, Apostle Paul was in prison, thrown into the inner prison. His feet was, his feet were bound in prison. For what? For delivering. That's what deliverance ministry is. The more people you deliver, the more beatings you get. Satan will try everything. He'll say, oh, you're delivering those people? I was planning to ruin them, and I was ruining them, and now you came and saved them. Now I'm going to ruin you. That's what Satan does to God's servants. But can he? Can he is the question. Can he? Can he touch God's ambassadors? He can't overcome. He can't overpower. But every stripe and every beating, God will extract from the hands of Satan if he allows him to beat his servants. Paul, having received the stripes in pain, much pain, much pain, him and Silas was with him much pain with much pain they were both in prison now read verse 25 Acts 16 verse 25 but at midnight Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them men of character Silas with Paul got something from Paul that's how we have to be. If you see God working in your pastors and you see God delivering people and you see the pastors getting beaten and thrown in prison and their feet tied and they're praising God while they're bound, our church should be a church that will praise them along with the pastors. shouldn't be like the pastor's praising and, oh, we're going through things and, you know, we're all down. We can't praise God. Not only in church, in your own homes, no matter what you're going through. 
Paul was beaten, Silas was beaten. Paul praised God and Silas was also praising God. We should be a church. We should never shrink from suffering. Whatever backlash of the enemy we may face, we should be people who use the weapon, the tool that God has given to us, which is our mouth, even if our hands and feet are bound. Our mouth should open and glorify God, thereby bringing heaven down to where we are. May God speak to your hearts at this hour. May God speak to your hearts at this hour. At midnight, with pain, couldn't sleep. They weren't sitting and complaining. Oh, Lord, I'm doing your work and look at me. And Why did I have to come over here? And Paul was doing good in the synagogue before he came to Christ, so, so to speak. Paul was doing good in the eyes of the world. Was he a fool to leave everything and come to get beatings? No, he was very smart. Very smart. He saw that all these things that he was suffering with, all the fighting that he has to fight, he said, it's a good fight. Good fight. He was able to say it at the end of his life, I've fought the good fight of faith. Paul was not a quitter. Paul was a fighter. And those are with Paul. He trained them to be fighters. I pray God will train each one of you to become such fighters. Let the praise of God be upon your lips. Let the two-edged sword be in your hands. Pray and sing. Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. Praying and singing hymns to God. I wonder, what were they praying? Their prayers were led by the Spirit of God. They were prayed for all the people who hurt them. Because that's what Jesus said. Pray for those who persecute you. They were prayed for all the people there. They were prayed for the jailer. They were prayed for all these people and they were singing and praying. How can such a thing happen in the midst of such pain? Because they were walking in the spirit and not walking in the flesh. There was this inner strength that overcame that pain in that body. In spite of what was happening, they were praying and praising God, singing hymns to God. Guess what? They prison. It became a platform where they were preaching. They preached outside the prison. Now, God allowed them to be beaten and be brought into the prison. And in the prison, they have an audience. God has people there, souls there. During the time of our confinement, God is a ministry. Outside and inside. Just because we're inside doesn't mean it's all over. No, that's where it begins to get even more forceful. That's where the supernatural working of the Lord gets even more amplified. Many people don't know that secret. Because their lives is full of complaining and murmuring. 
All those who complained in the wilderness, they all died even though they ate the manna. Forty years, God was patient with them. Forty years. Eating heaven's manna, heavenly food, that is supposed to keep them alive. It kept them alive. Their slippers didn't go old. Their clothing didn't go old. But what's the point? When they didn't take in what God gave, that manna was supposed to nourish their soul and their body. They kept their bodies, kept their clothing, kept their shoes, but what? Their hearts were still in Egypt. Moses, you brought us here. I don't want to stay with you. I want to go. I want to go back to Egypt. They forgot that the God who brought them out of Egypt through Moses is meant for them to stay with Moses. That's where their safety and prosperity is. They ate the manna. They ate the heavenly manna after eating all the heavenly manna. How can they die in the wilderness? How can they die in the wilderness? How is that falling away take place? How can believers fall away? When they give room to the spirit of unbelief, spirit of murmuring and complaining, spirit of ungratefulness, spirit of bitterness, all of a sudden speaking against Moses, Moses himself, who brought them out, who delivered them, who gave them the manna from heaven, got everything, and rose up against the living God who carried them in the wilderness. May we never be like that in any time in our lives. No matter what we go through, we need to have a strong heart like Apostle Paul and like Paul's follower, Silas. Paul was praying, Silas was praying. That's why Paul says through the Spirit of God, imitate me as I imitate Christ. I pray that God makes this church, every single one of them, to imitate the pastors just like they imitate Christ. That character may be formed in every single believer here. Not just flaky talk, really words that has substance. The prisoners were listening to them. Listening to what? To the praying and singing hymns from Paul and Silas. What happened as a result of that? What happened as a result of that? Something happened significantly. The praises and prayers to God shook the entire place. That's how powerful it was. It went from the mouth and the voice of that apostle and from the man who was with him. He sang, pouring out his heart before God. Silas, along with Paul, was leading him. Something happened. This is what needs to happen in our church. This is what needs to happen in our church. During the time of our affliction, we need to learn to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord leads the shepherds over here. 
to follow that, to open our mouths and praise Him. Pray when you're supposed to pray and praise when you're supposed to pray. Praise. Pray and praise. And the Spirit of the Lord leads the servants of God. Follow and just do it. Do it with all your heart. Everybody looks at their own thing. Oh, I'm going through this. I'm going through this. You know, Paul has gotten many more beatings. If Paul can pray, Silas can pray. If Paul can pray, Silas can pray. And that's what Silas did. Don't keep on looking at yourself. Look up. Look up to God. In times of sorrow, in times of suffering, in times of affliction from the enemy, be someone who will pray and sing. Let the world see. Let the world hear. Let all the people around you, let all of them hear and see. You praise Him. Then they will all see God shake heaven and earth for you. But they need to see you praise Him. They need to see you pray. Not perform, but praise Him and pray in your suffering. When you have pain, do you have the character to praise Him? When you have pain, do you have the character to pray and praise Him? Are you imitating the Apostle Paul that God has in your life? Are you following whatever God is teaching you in the house of God? Are you following? Are you just hopping in and hopping out and just whenever you want to? Supernatural miracles and wonders are for those who pay the price, not for flaky people. Supernatural miracles and wonders are for those who fight and not for those who lay down their sword and take a nap. Supernatural soul given by God when put to use will bring supernatural results. Verse 26, suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. There you go. Something that man cannot do, God did here. What happened? What did the praises do? It brought God down. The presence of God came down. When the presence of God comes, the Bible says, mountains melt like wax. When the presence of God comes down, bondages are broken. All the doors that are closed are open. God doesn't need any key. He'll just shake everything to the core. And He'll bring His people out. But it's only for those who have the character to trust Him and praise Him, love God enough to praise Him in the midst of storm. To praise Him in the midst of the storm. God help you to understand the depth of this word that God is giving at this hour. As a result of this, what happens, verse 27, and the keeper of the prison, awaking from sleep and seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called with a Loud voice saying, Do yourself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light, ran in, 
fell down, trembling before Paul and Silas. This is what happens. This is what will happen. This is what we're seeing. And we saw in Psalm 67. People will hear and they will fear the Lord. They feared the God of Apostle Paul and Silas and they fell down before them. And he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Look at the mighty work of the Almighty God. Not a single preaching took place over here. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. Outside, before he was beaten, he was preaching. People were touched. And deliverance took place. But then the enemy came. And he said, hey, I'm going to lock you in. The Lord said, go ahead, let's see who wins. After he put the servant of the Lord and the one with him into that confinement, Apostle Paul prayed and Silas prayed with him. Paul sang and Silas sang with him. What did they do? What did they do? They caused all the people to already listen to them. What else happened? Their praises not only caused the people in the prison to listen, but it caused God Almighty to listen to them. It caused all of heaven to listen to them. As a result, what happened? Something supernatural happened in the prison that did not happen outside. So the ministry of Paul became even more powerful. Where? Where? In the prison. This is how real ministry works. Satan says, hey, look what I did to you. Look what I did to your family. Look what I did to your kids. Look what I... You don't have the freedom like you had before. Even though before you were in prison, I put you into the innermost prison. Look what I've done. I've multiplied your sorrows. Look at the beatings. Apostle Paul was not sitting and saying, Oh, my body hurts. Look at me. Lord, have mercy on me. Lord, give me healing. Apostle Paul was not praying for himself and crying over there. Many believers are like that. Look at me. Look at me. Oh, Jesus, look at me. Oh, poor me. The whole prayer is me, 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 me. And they cry and cry and cry and cry and cry. How can you praise God if you keep looking at yourself? How can you praise God if you keep looking at yourself? You can only praise God if you look at Christ. Only if you keep your eyes on Jesus can you praise Him. Many people don't know. How will you know? Unless your eyes are off of yourself and it's placed on God Almighty. After such suffering, in the midst of such suffering, Apostle Paul prayed and praised the Almighty God. Prayed and praised the Almighty God. And along with him, Silas also prayed and praised the Almighty God. As a result of that, God came down, broke the shackles. All of a sudden, the bandages were broken. It took some time of praising. It took some time of praying. Through the night, we don't know how many hours they were praising God and praying. Suddenly, 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 God came down in a mighty way. 
the presence of God broke them free not only them the rest of the people too that's what happens that's what happens when our bondages are broken through us and because of us other people's bondages will be broken too this is who our God is this is how big he is when Jesus rose again from the dead not only did Jesus along with that many righteous people their tombs were open too verse 32 then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house Apostle Paul mighty man of God had this glorious powerful ministry going on here without him having to preach the jailer saying what should I do to be saved and now he's preaching conviction came before even the message came that's what revival is during worship the spirit of God comes down and touches the people and then the preaching comes there's how true churches will operate the worship will bring down the power of God and the conviction will take place in the hearts of the people God will touch the hearts of the people get them ready and then the word comes now the word of the Lord is going to these people not only to the jail to all the people who are in his house look at the ministry field over here from outside people to the people in prison and the people in the jailer's house there's no way Apostle Paul would have been able to reach these people if he had not gone to the prison every confinement every beating that we get for the sake of doing the work of God will bear fruit will be turned into the victorious whip that God will give in our hands to whip the enemy to deliver souls more souls Satan got mad because Paul delivered one and more people are delivered here in a powerful way inside the prison and inside the official's house unreached area is reached for God Almighty this is true ministry not by words but by the power of the Holy Spirit his ministry outside was by the power of the Holy Spirit because he had discernment he knew that this woman is possessed this girl is possessed what she's saying is not of God because he had the leading of the Holy Spirit he didn't do it prematurely he waited let this happen for many days this is how God will lead the true servants of God he'll let things happen for some time until his time comes because he knows the right time this is how God works through true servants of God in the prison even in their confinement they will bear much fruit they'll be even stronger be even more powerful they're in jail still in jail still but you have people who are listening 
in jail still. Well, the jailer wants to kill himself. They're still in, in the jail. Oh, we are still here. But a revival is taking place. When? When they still have their bodies aching. When the wounds are still fresh, you have conversions happening there. Jailers getting saved. You see people who don't know God, the very guy who beat him up, the very guy who is watching him, the very people who are there, all of them are hearing, seeing what God is doing. The prison door has opened. Suddenly, we need to be people of character. No matter what happens to us, we need to be people of character who praise God in every situation. Keep our eyes on God. We need to keep our eyes on God. We spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in the house. The whole conversation was, how can I get out of here? How will you, will you help me? You know, somehow get away. Nobody should catch me. And the conversation was not about them. The conversation was about the Lord. This is how we should be. Passionate people. We're constantly thinking about the king and his kingdom. And he took then the same hour of the night and washed their stripes and immediately he and all his family were baptized now when he had brought them into his house he set food before them and he rejoiced having believed in God with all his household look at the harvest that the Lord gave that came out of the suffering and the praises that came during the time of suffering to God and the preaching that came during the time of suffering. Look at the fruit. Look at the fruit. The very same guy now is washing their stripes. And immediately you can say, well, thank you for washing my stripes. I need to wait till I get healed. And my body's all aching. No. With all that wounds He's getting into the water and baptizing his entire family. I love this man. Can't wait to see him in heaven one day. May God help this church to be like that. Passion has to run in your blood. Passion for the living God has to run in your blood. Passion for the living God should run through your veins. Passion for the living God should be in your breath. Without that, living a mediocre life, is not worth living. Not worth living. Entire family, entire household came to the Lord. May God speak to our hearts today. Let all the people praise you, O Lord. Let all the people praise you. Then, then, all the nations of the earth will hear you. They will hear you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. May God speak to our hearts this hour. Be a true vessel yielded to God. Be a true vessel that will have the character to live for Jesus. No matter what the cost is. Knowing that in proportion to the cost, 
the reward will be. Mighty work of God. We must know that we will face opposition when we serve Him. We will face the wrath of the enemy. When we are with God, when we know how to use our sword and fight, when we know how to praise Him and pray in the midst of everything, not keeping our eyes on ourselves, but keeping our eyes on the living God, we're going to come out with greater spoil. We're going to come out with greater treasures. We're going to come out with more souls for the Lord Jesus Christ. Many people, many people who are bound will hear the word. Many people who are within the fold of those who are bound, they will also hear the word. Many people within many different circles will hear, will come to know the way to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. May God touch your hearts this morning. May the Lord revive your souls. May the Lord do a deeper work in your lives. That you may live for the one who died for you. That you may have the character that you need to have in order to reap all the blessings that God has for you. Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you, Lord, for this time. I know you have spoken to our hearts, O Spirit of the living God. You gave this word this morning, during the morning call, during the time of prayer. As I was praying, in the morning call, you gave the word, Father. And this is the manner for this day for all of us who are here. So I pray, may your people chew on this and digest this so that they can live by it. May they be the generation who ate that manna and lived by it and conquered Canaan and inherited Canaan. Not be among those who ate the manna and fell away in the wilderness. May they be diligent to do everything that the Lord has commanded them to do and thereby live. I thank you, Father. As a servant standing in the presence of God, before the throne of God, according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God, I bless your people with this blessing that you alone can bless them with that they may be strong in their minds, that they may be strong in their wills, that they may be strong in their character, that they may be bold and brave in their hearts, no matter what the enemy may try to do, may they not give in to fear, may they not keep their eyes on themselves, may they be full of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, that their love for you and the power of the Holy Spirit working within them cause them to overcome every challenge of the enemy. And every assault, every beating, 
may let it be drowned by their praises and their prayers to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That they may live a victorious life, Father. May they be led by the Spirit of God, knowing when to do what, having the wisdom of God not to do anything prematurely, not to wait too long, not to fall into the prey of the enemy. May they follow the footsteps the spiritual parents that you placed in their lives, O Lord. May they imitate their apostle Paul that you have placed in their lives, O Lord. That they may also reap the benefits that comes from God along with the apostle Paul that you have placed in their lives. They may experience the power of God in their lives as they follow the servants to your place in their lives, O Lord. Their life of praise, their life of sacrifice. O Holy Spirit, let it, let it, through the working of the Spirit of God, let it take place in your lives, O Lord. Let it be, O Lord. Let it be. Thank you, Jesus. With this blessing I bless them with. They may be like Silas, experiencing the power of God by praising God in the midst of the suffering they can come as a result of them doing the will of God. So I pray that you keep every single person here within the will of God. And I speak your blessing upon them, Father, that they may walk in the Spirit and not in the flesh, that they may walk by faith and not by sight, that they may live for you and not for themselves, that they may see great mighty things, supernatural things that you have for them. So this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.